Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thank you for joining us for the special edition podcast on COVID-19. My name is Vicki Basiliga, and I am the director of the section of clinical specialists and scientists here at ASHP, and I'll be your host. Today's podcast is going to be a little different than our podcast in the past. Believe it or not, dear listeners, this will be our 70th podcast on COVID-19. So to celebrate, I've gathered our podcast hosts and other coordinators to talk about their favorite podcasts we've recorded since March. So welcome to Christina, Gina, Melanie, and Eric. Melanie, why don't you kick things off for us and tell us about your top three favorite podcasts? Morning. I would just go ahead and say that my top three podcasts that we've recorded so far deal with telehealth. We've done a three-part series on the expansion of telehealth pharmacy services in the face of COVID-19. As a section, we've done a bunch of podcasts, but I feel like these were the most timely and relevant. Um, we have, a, like I said, a three-part series. The first one just talking about what telehealth is, and we interview two practitioners that have had success using telehealth services in their clinics. In part two, we talk about a preceptor and a pharmacy uh, PGY2 resident and, and her experiences seeing patients and precepting patients using telehealth services. And then in our last um, podcast, we talk about the various platforms that can be used to conduct these types of visits and what to do if your patients don't have access to um, platforms or technology to conduct video visits. So I think it provides a well-rounded overview of telehealth in general and how pharmacists, particularly in the ambulatory care setting, can use it in their everyday practices. Yeah, I feel like we're going to see more and more from telehealth. So it's nice we have a three-part series. Uh, Eric, what about you? What have been your top three podcasts that you've done or listened to? Well, Vicki, um, I'll have to say there's, and this is not uh, to draw attention to, to me being part of these, but just because I was most closely tied to the these particular podcasts, I would have to say the launching of the COVID-19 microsite uh, because one, there was a fantastic host who was Vicky. I thought she did a fantastic job and has really helped blossom the whole podcast series. So, so kudos to her. But really, you know, we we pivoted from a uh, a page on our website that got a little clunky, quite frankly, and it became a, a new look website. Uh, it was nested in a more organized and searchable format with panels leading to other pages, specifically ASHP resources, PDF toolkits, uh, webinars, uh, surveillance, planning and readiness information, of course, uh, a bevy of podcasts, advocacy efforts, drug information, and patient care specific information. Next uh, is really a series of of podcasts. It's a three-part series, and it was uh, Lessons Learned from Pharmacy Practice Leaders. And this was really near the the onset of of much of the the COVID-19 experience that that we saw back early uh, in the spring. And uh, I thought all pharmacy practice leaders did a fantastic job. They were articulate. They had very good deliveries, uh, particularly at a critical time when planning preparation and response considerations during that initial wave were of high interest. 
and you know it was Chris Fortier, uh, Ross Thompson, and uh, Ryan Rue. They they all did a fantastic job. And then I'll, I'll close it up with um, keeping up to date, revisiting ASHP's assessment of evidence for COVID nineteen related treatments. Really, our drug information team, uh, AHFS drug information team specifically, led by Elaine Snow, did a fantastic uh, job and put together an impressive body of work that served and continues to serve our members very well, responding to the effects of the pandemic, has a great background provided on the approach and the cadence for updating with the emerging evidence. One thing in particular that I thought demonstrated some good leadership from this team was leaning forward to create a remdesivir monograph. Considering it was not an approved FDA drug, I think uh, that served our members and others well. And uh, that's all I have, Vicki. <laughs> yeah, no, I have had feedback from a lot of members talking about that table and how useful it's been and how they've shared it with their physician colleagues and their nursing colleagues um, and how much they appreciate that it's, it's updated on a regular basis so that they can make sure that they're on the cutting edge of what's going on and managing these patients. Christina, you've worked behind the scenes to get us some of our content matter experts over the past couple of months. What have been your favorites? Oh, wow. It's hard to believe that we're at the 70th episode already. Uh, there's uh, so much great content that we have learned from our interviewees and from our colleagues, both in pharmacy and interprofessional settings. This was really hard uh, to limit it down to three, and actually I did not limit it to only three. Uh, but the first one I'll start with is we have a podcast titled Interprofessional Voices from the 2019 ASHP Wellbeing Collaborative. So this event was held at the 2019 Mid-Year Clinical Meeting in Las Vegas, and it shortly followed. Um, so the National Academy of Medicine has their Action Collaborative on Clinician Wellbeing and Resilience. And part of the overarching goals of the Action Collaborative was to further research the topic of burnout and workforce well-being. Uh, they, through a separate process, put together a consensus study team, and they published a report. The report is titled Taking Action Against Clinician Burnout, a Systems Approach to Professional Well-Being. This launched at the end of October. The NAM themselves presented it to the public in early December, and we were really fortunate at ASHP to have some of those leaders, authors, key voices uh, from the Action Collaborative in this interprofessional event at the mid-year. And we recognize there are so many events at the mid-year that not everybody got there, uh, but there was this rich dialogue between the interprofessional voices reflecting on themes from the consensus study, identifying interventions that are needed around this topic, and then recognizing evidence-based systems that are in place to care for not only patients, but caring for the clinicians who, who take care of our patients in team-based care models. So, Vicki, that's probably my first one is it's really rich conversation. It's about an hour. I think it's one of our longer podcasts, but learning from our peers um, and many of those pearls in that recording, yes, it was from a pre-COVID day, are really still relevant to our current pandemic. All right, so for the second one, um, Vicki, you know that I'm our director of our new practitioners forum, and I am really proud of our volunteer leaders this last year. They love our podcast channel, and they pivoted in some of their projects and put together a number of podcasts. So I couldn't pick just one, but I wanted to say that our NPF practice journey episodes, so if you go to the website, a lot of these ones for our new practitioner members are under the practice journeys pathway 
They talk about CV pearls, manuscript mysteries, journal club, career transitions, sort of those softer leadership skills that we historically wrote about. Uh, but it's really helpful to hear from them. And I think there's rich information for students, new practitioners, and perhaps some seasoned practitioners to take away from our volunteer leaders. Um, and then finally, um, a newer episode that I just I really enjoyed listening to. Um, our colleague, Dan Cobal, interviewed a number of members for an LGBTQ series that launched in the summer of 2020. I really liked the interview with Lindsay Kelly, and that is titled Exploring a Pharmacy Leader's Journey and Practice and Her Experiences as Well as Being Woman, an interview with Lindsay Kelly. What I like, so Lindsay first, she's been authored in our letters from women in pharmacy and talked about her own journey and her own vulnerabilities and those who have mentored and supported her through key uh, key moments in her journey. And so what I appreciated most, I loved her reminders on being brave, being vulnerable. This is something that she shares in the podcast of where she has been brave and how she instills that now in students and new practitioners and um, just a wonderful, inspiring message. And then as a personal aside, so Lindsay Kelly is one of my mentors, and I did an admin rotation with her a decade plus ago. She first introduced me to Sarah White and Sarah White's Whitney Award Lecture. We read it when I was on rotation with her, really inspired my own interest in leadership, both the big L and little L concepts. And so to continue learning from Lindsay and hearing from her and hearing her reflect on this and the great work she's doing, um, that rounds up my top three. So um, I could give you a whole nother uh, 10 <laughs> podcasts, but thanks for the opportunity to reflect on these podcasts. Episodes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. There's so many. I can't believe I only was able to choose three um, to make sure that we could get everybody in. Um, so Gina, what about you? What have been your favorite podcasts? Sure. It's hard to top everyone. They've mentioned such good uh, series and topics, but I think if I had to choose, the first one would be um, the COVID-19 Workforce Wellbeing Maintaining Health, Trying to Stay Resilient with Lisa Willem. This was, I, I chose this particular one because even though ASHP has a, a huge, a long history with well-being and resilience and, and really tackling the topic and trying to help our providers through uh, prevention of burnout, both for students, residents, technicians, and, and practitioners. This was really one of the first that we did amidst the pandemic, just addressing the challenges that are really on hand for the pharmacists. So obviously we have provided a lot of clinical resources, but this is really good recognizing the clinician and ensuring that we take a pause and take care of ourselves before we move on to take care of our patients. So great, great podcast and many more followed it, but that was kind of the first that stuck out. The second one would be distance learning, uh, COVID-19 experiential rotations in the virtual classroom. This one was with Dr. Margolis and Mays. They're both experiential coordinators from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Again, uh, this is a topic that I'm very passionate about. Uh, I, I work with our educators uh, quite frequently and our learners quite frequently. So this is really a good uh discussion about how the virtual learning environment is shifting, especially during COVID, whether it's fully virtual, whether it's hybrid, and what schools, faculty, and students are doing to really adapt. Again, we had a number of those after this, but this is really uh, one of the first that we tackled the topic. So great learning resource as we continue to evolve in the learning environment uh, throughout pre, post, and during COVID. 
And then lastly, I have to pick one that is uh, more ASHP driven. This one is the release of the section of pharmacy educators. I'm really excited about that selfishly as, as a staff liaison for this section. Uh, but I think this is, this is our big debut. It was really just a, a trailer for what's to come with the pharmacy educators. As we start working with the volunteer team and as we start working with our educator leaders at ASHP, we're just really excited to contribute to the cause and, and really further um, our work within the space. So this was really my personal excitement in sharing what we have in store, what are our goals and strategies, and how we will continue to um, to progress in this field. So, of course, more to come on that too, but just uh, those are my top three. Yeah, I feel like, um, especially at the very beginning of this, there were a lot of uh, students uh, and practitioners, preceptors, uh, who were kind of in panic mode about what we were going to do. So it's really nice that we got to talk to a variety of people across the country about how they've been managing students and managing their patient population amid all of this. So I'm glad you talked about those. So I'm going to finish up with my three favorite podcasts. And like Christina, it was very hard. There were some contenders, and uh, but these were my top three. Uh, one that really has stuck with me throughout this pandemic was when I chatted with the emergency medicine physician, Jonathan St. George, and emergency medicine pharmacist, Andrew Smith, in our podcast about managing the surge, Lessons Learned. These two share their experiences in their various emergency departments in the heart of New York City during the surge in the spring. And they included lessons learned, such as managing patient flow, how they responded to traumas, codes, uh, taking a look at drug therapy decisions, everything from sedation and paralytics to antimicrobials, and finally about outpatient management and triage, and how they would actually take a look at what the patient's clinical status was in addition to their COVID-19 testing status and sending people home and how they manage them at home on an outpatient basis. The other podcast that I really enjoyed was with Michael Gulseth in South Dakota. His experience with anticoagulation in COVID-19 patients was enlightening. Uh, thrombosis associated with COVID-19 is something that pharmacists have been struggling with on a daily basis, uh, particularly around appropriate dosing and duration. And Michael does a great job with approaches to therapy. This podcast is titled Clinician's Perspective on Anticoagulation. My third favorite would probably be my conversation with Amanda Condon, a clinical pharmacy specialist and solid organ transplant in Medical City, Dallas, and Dallas, Texas. In our podcast, Caring for Patients, Transplant Patients with COVID-19, she shares her patient care stories for established transplant patients, her challenges with COVID-19, restrictions, and patient education, and some of the unique care aspects for transplant patients during this unprecedented time. It's a really great listen. For our listeners, these are just a few of the COVID-19 related podcasts we have recorded over the past couple of months. We've also had podcasts about ethics, drug shortages, um, even more podcasts than we mentioned here on education, well-being, and resilience, as well as a myriad of the clinical and operational topics. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to these, I really encourage you to do so. And that's all the time we have today. But before we leave, I do want to share some other ASHP resources that we have developed and how ASHP is helping their members manage the outbreak. If you haven't already, be sure to check out ASHP's COVID-19 Resource Center held at ashp.org, which serves as a clearinghouse for more information on COVID-19 for pharmacy leaders, clinicians, and resources for patients. ASHP has developed policy recommendations for policymakers. Ask your legislators to support ASHP's COVID-19 recommendations by sending an email using the online advocacy center at advocate.ashp.org. 
Be kind to your mind. ACHP now has Headspace as the exclusive meditation app for members. With Headspace, you can learn life-changing skills of meditation and mindfulness in just a few minutes a day. Studies show that meditation helps reduce stress and burnout in health professionals while boosting happiness, compassion, resilience, and overall life satisfaction. Search Headspace on the ashp.org website. That's all the time we have today, and I'd like to thank our guests for joining us to discuss their favorite COVID-19 podcasts and ASHP's efforts to provide pharmacists with the most up-to-date lessons learned and resources. Be sure to subscribe to ASHP's podcast. We'll be posting more on lessons learned, practice, and therapeutic management of COVID-19. I'm Vicki Vasiliga, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.